So yesterday in the fast lane, we gave some initial thoughts on Sam Houston State. We compared them to UTEP. Sam Houston State visiting Liberty tomorrow night. And Trey believing they are worse than UTEP. Me believing that UTEP is worse than Sam Houston State. Despite UTEP having a win and Sam Houston State not having gotten a victory this season. Uh, The worst offense in college football is coming into town tomorrow. The worst offense in college football. They are not very good, statistically speaking. Number has gone from 17.5 to 20.5, the betting line. No optimism for Sam Houston State. Meanwhile, the over-under has gone down, which would indicate a lack of faith in Sam Houston State. Some of that's the jump from FCS 1AA to FBS 1A. Yeah, the crazy part is, though, it's... They've arguably had more success if you want to compare it to JMU and their jump because Sam Houston State, I know it was 2020 and it was a spring season, but they did win a national championship relatively recently. Yeah, JMU's was back in the mid, the late 20 teens. Um, so, yeah. 2020, Sam, or the, I guess it had been 21 spring football champions was Sam Houston State. Correct. That is the absolute correct time because that was the year VMI also had that epic run uh, winning a no playoff, making the playoffs and giving JMU, actually, ironically enough, a run for their money during that season. But um, Jamie Chowell spoke on that yesterday about Sam Houston State making the jump from 1AA FCS to 1A FBS and what it's been like for them compared to some of the other programs that have done it more seamlessly. Well, I don't think the talent level is that much different, especially if you're like a Sam Houston or somebody that's played for national titles and been all that. Some of those FCS programs have a lot of money. You know, sometimes more money than some of the FBS programs based off of state help and all that. And my point of that is, is when we transitioned there uh, at the, uh, my previous place, we weren't ready for it. We weren't ready for it from a facility standpoint. We weren't, we weren't ready for it from a financial standpoint. We weren't ready for any of that. My previous place. That would, of course, being Jamie Caldwell, not Jamie Chadwell from Carolina or Coastal Carolina. Jamie uh, Caldwell coming from um, um, from Carolina. Such confidence out of Scott Leffler's voice when he mentioned that uh, at Bowling Green's press conference before the Liberty game. But Jamie Chabell is not wrong. JMU was ready to make that jump. Liberty obviously was financially ready to make the move up. Some schools are not. And it does show, including roster construction, being one of the big things that just jumps out for a team like Sam Houston State, and predictably or not, It's not even the skill position players because you can find guys of similar builds. It's just the raw size of guys in the trenches. If you're not a top, top, top program, what I mean a top program in FCS, meaning you're national champion, semifinal, those guys are the top of the top every year. North Dakota State's and some of those there all the time. Uh, They've invested in it for a long time. Uh, The biggest challenge I thought that we faced there was trying to get good up front. OLD, it was hard to recruit. You can get skill guys. It was just hard to get OLDO guys. And um, I think that's the biggest change or challenge that you face when you move up because it's just a, it's more physical. Jamie Chabwell, getting good up front, that being the blockers and road graders, offensive linemen, and also Jamie Chabwell referencing the defensive players 
in the trenches because you need the bodies. You need the number of people that can go out and make that particular move and really put a positive impact on that particular development. And that's some of the reality of what Sam Houston State is facing right now, whereas Liberty, they've had five years at 1A football and they're in a much better spot. And that's put them uh, at the top, maybe not the number one team, but one of the best teams in G5 football. A topic, by the way, that we will tackle right now with Former NFL running back with the Seattle Seahawks, now an analyst, including the man who will be on the call as part of that coverage on CBS Sports Network tomorrow night when Sam Houston State comes to the LBG, Lynchburg, to battle the Liberty Flames. Robert Turpin with us here in the Fast Lane. Robert, thank you for your time. A pleasure to speak with you and your preparation watching Sam Houston State and Liberty. How much has stood out to you? The value of having been a program that's recruited at a Division One level and having those athletes in the trenches like Liberty has versus not quite being there where Sam Houston State happens to be? Well, it's it's always a big difference, right? When you evaluate teams, uh, you're looking at their front seven and seeing if there's an advantage there. And, and normally the team that has the you know the bigger, the more dominant front seven is, is usually the team that, that has the advantage in that football game. Not all the time. Uh, but usually, but I will give Sam Houston some some credit, especially on the defensive side of the football. Uh, the numbers may not really show it, but they they, they do have a strong front seven. Uh, it, it's not going to be as easy for Liberty to run the football as most people think. Although Liberty has one of the best rushing attacks in all of the country, really. Uh, but they're on the field a lot. Sam Houston's offense hasn't been able to execute much. Uh, But it is going to be a a huge difference in this football game. Who can win the battle up front? You mentioned Sam Houston State and their offense not executing much. How much of that slow start is because of the schedule? How much of it is the roster not quite being equipped to transition up? What has stood out to you about the team that's going to come in and try to give Liberty a run for their money tomorrow evening on CBS Sports Network? Yeah, I actually talked to Coach Keeler about this, uh, you know, last night, and and he did mention that the schedule and, and the strength of it at the start of it, you know, being somewhat of a factor uh, for them in their slow start. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, there's no excuses. They're not making any excuses. And, you know, quite frankly, watching them on tape, I'm not making any excuses for them. If you watch uh, their games, uh, we could talk about the strength of schedule all we want, but there's a couple games in there, uh, Air Force and I believe Jacksonville State last week, and they could have won those ball games. Those were winnable games for them. And at the end of the day, the bottom line is uh, they didn't have enough offensive execution and late game execution in, in, in order to get it done. The flip side to that is Robert Durbin, who will be on the call for CBS Sports Network win Sam Houston State and Liberty battle in Lynchburg on Thursday evening. The Liberty Flames themselves. How much of their success, particularly running the football, is the running backs and the quarterback, Caden Salter, fitting with Jamie Chadwell, how much of it is the ability for that coaching staff and the players to adapt to a new scheme? Well, they've done a phenomenal job. And the thing about this rushing attack is that it comes in a multitude of ways. And, and what I mean by that is uh, they're not set on one scheme when they run the football. And then when you add in the quarterback and his uh, involvement in it, you know, for a defense, it forces you to have to defend all 11 guys, you know, in, in the running game in particular and then uh, in the passing game as well. You know, you just back the pass, you can't just rush the passer uh, against this scheme. You have to rush lanes, you have to rush for contain, you have to rush to try to collapse 
the pocket in order to be able to do something or else uh, you know, he's going to use his feet and get out of the pocket and, and make you pay for it. And so, and then you have to commit a defender if you want. Uh, you don't see a lot of quarterbacks spy these days. Uh, but if you want to commit somebody to the quarterback as a spy, that's one less guy you have in coverage. And the fact of the matter is Liberty, they've got a multitude of weapons uh, who can catch the football as well. But they, they run different schemes. You have your, your, your zone scheme, inside zone, outside zone, where they want to attack the edge. You've got tosses and sweeps. You've got uh, you know gap schemes, which is which basically means man blocking schemes. So your power plays, your counter plays, and then they'll hit you with an option. Uh, and so the fact that they were they, that they run various types of runs really makes them hard to defend. The running backs at Liberty. You played running back in the NFL before in that you were at Utah State. So you were at the Seahawks and Utah State, and you've got a history of evaluating this position. How much is it the running back fit, the scheme at Liberty, and they ask different backs to do different things, how much of it is opened up by Caden Salter at quarterback, and how much of it's just the nature of the scheme? I think it's a mixture of both. You know, Caden is a very savvy player, uh, so when he gets his opportunities to run, um, it, it, it helps, you know, open things up for the running back. And when you're running those read zone concepts, you know, over the course of four quarters as, as a defender – uh, you kind of get you kind of get cost get lost in la la land a little bit. You know, do I do I go after the quarterback on this play, uh, or do I crash down and, and and try to get the running back? You know, talking about that defensive end position, which is normally the guy that you're reading. Uh, and so it makes it tough on defenders, man, because you got two guys who can really dominate. But when you have a quarterback that can run, it opens up the running lane a lot for running backs. You know, if you're if you're going up against a quarterback and you're in shotgun and you turn to hand the ball off to the running back with no threat of the quarterback being able to run, then those defensive men, they can crash down uh, and they can really do a good job maybe getting a tackle for loss. But when you have a threat of the running, uh, excuse me, of the quarterback being able to run the football as well, uh, just that slight hesitation opens up lanes for the running back. Got another minute or so with Robert Turpin, who will be on the call when CBS Sports Network has Sam Houston State at Liberty Thursday night at 7 p.m. What's a bigger challenge for a team preparing? Is it a Thursday game, not a Saturday game, off the short week or off the bye week, which it throws you off a little bit? Or is it what awaits after this, which is the quick turnaround to Tuesday? I think it's the quick turnaround. Um, you know, when you're coming off a of bye week, you, you still get a little bit of extra time, even though it's a shorter week. Uh, you have to adjust your your routine a little bit. You're still coming off a of bye, uh, so that buys you a little bit more time. But when you have to turn around and play another quick game, I mean, like in practice this week, I'm sure Liberty is not only preparing, you know, for Sam Houston, but they have to commit periods. Uh, you know, for their team next week just so they can get the time in as far as their preparation is concerned. And then you have to uh, look at the recovery factor from finishing one game and heading into another uh, on a short week. So definitely a tougher situation there. Robert Turpin with us here in the fast lane looking ahead to Sam Houston State at Liberty. 7 o'clock kickoff this Thursday evening. Robert, thank you for your time. Enjoy the call on the game, and we look forward to hearing you. All right, thanks, fellas. Take care. Indeed. Robert Turpin with us here in the fast lane, and uh, it's an interesting point. Jamie Chabell mentioned the the disruption of playing Thursday, not Saturday off the bye, but I think Robert hit the nail on the head that Tuesday is much more challenging, just especially the physical side of things. 
When we return, the other game, William & Mary at Virginia. Previewing that with Mike London next here on the Fast Lane.